Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Julia Mattencusen. How are you doing today, Julia? I'm great, Matthew. I have some iced green tea, and I'm just very happy to be here. I do too. Ice cream tea buddies. All righty, let's meet this week's contestant. Plural, multiple contestants. Uh, first, we have Lucas. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Hello, Lucas. Um, and we also have Matthew. Hello, I'm Matthew Hauser. Um, I'm Lucas's brother. Uh, I'm an international relations major at the College of William and Mary, and I'm happy to be here. Very good. Well, thank you both for being on the show today. We'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Julia will explain the rules for round one. Round one is our general knowledge round, consisting of five uh, multiple choice questions for each player. Correct answers are 10 points each. Alrighty, Lucas, are you ready? Let's do it. Question one. The 1967 NFL championship game, better known as the Ice Bowl, famously ended after which Green Bay quarterback lunged into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown? A, Bart Starr, B, Deshaun Kaiser, or C, Tom Grossi? <laughs> well, it better not have been Deshaun Kaiser. That We're going to need a lot explained here. That was Bart Starr That's uh, correct. winning the Ice Bowl. The Packers would ride that momentum to a victory in Super Bowl One. Apologies that Mason had to include that as the first question. <laughs> question two. Who is the biggest owner of farmland in the United States? A. Yum Brands. B. Blue Diamond. Or C. Bill Gates. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Yum Food. No, it was actually Bill Gates. Bill Gates really? Bill Gates owns 242,000 acres of farmland. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that either. Question three. Fossil evidence from Peru suggests that humans were enjoying what snack as early as 4700 BC? A. Popcorn, B. Chocolate, or C. Pretzels? Hmm. Okay. So, thinking out loud here, I'm going to, I'm leaning either popcorn or chocolate just because those are both things um, I could conceive of as being grown in Peru. Um, I'm going to go with uh, chocolate. No, it's actually popcorn. Ah, come on. (laughs) Question four. A curious 2000 article in the British Medical Journal featured a British study that said dog bites occurred more often and an Australian study that said dog bites occur less often during what moon phase? A, full moon, B, a new moon, or C, a waxing crescent? Wow, I have absolutely no idea here. I'll go with the new moon. No, it was actually the full moon, presumably because there's all sorts of folklore about werewolves and whatever. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. Yeah. And finally, question five. In June 2021, scientists officially identified Homo longi, a new species of prehistoric human, using the near-complete remains of a skull found near what large city in northeastern China? A. Kunming, B. Guangdong, or C. Harbin? If I pronounce those correctly. <laughs> okay, you're testing my Chinese geography here. Um, 
wow, off the top of my head, I really um, could not tell you if all or which ones of those were in northeastern China. I saw that um, headline recently. I don't remember the city. Let's go with, um, was it Kaomong? Uh, that was A. Is that that's your answer? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the that's, first one. A, yeah, that's not correct. Oh, um, right. The answer, the answer was Harbin. Yeah, uh, my Ch Chinese geography is not that good either, <laughs> and uh, I would not have known that. Well, uh, Matthew, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. I, well, uh, maybe not as ready as Lucas was, but we'll, we'll give it the good old college try. Yes, absolutely. Alrighty. Question one. A 2011 NLDS game between the Phillies and the Cardinals was interrupted when what animal appeared in the outfield? A, a mouse, B, a squirrel, or C, a bat? Hmm. Uh, knowing Philly, um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't feel like a mouse would be enough of a disruption to stop a game. I feel like it also just given the audacity of squirrels to jump in front of things i'm gonna go with squirrel b that's correct um the squirrel would make several appearances during that run <laughs> and has become associated with the cardinals 2011 world series victory <laughs> apparently uh question two what u.s state has the largest percentage of its land owned by the federal government a texas b montana or c nevada well it's generally a good rule of thumb with federal land, the further west you go, and especially the newer the state, the more land is federal. And if I if I remember correctly, an unbelievable percentage of Nevada is just federal land. So I'll go with them. That's correct. That unbelie unbelievable percentage is 81% of the state's land area wow. is federal property. Question three. The 950 AD Chinese book the Records of the Unworldly and the Strange features the earliest known mention of what common tool often used for camping? A. Matches B. Lanterns or C. Ground pads uh, I, I do not know the history of when these different camping tools came Was about. that book not required reading for you in high school? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately oh. and <laughs> I, I'm only most familiar with modern Chinese history. Mm. So this will be a dart throw, but I'll say matches just to see what happens. That's correct. So, good job. <laughs> You're on a roll. You did your summer reading. Luck of the Irish or something. Question four. The vast majority of solar flares occur around what regions of the sun that are visibly cooler than the rest of it? A, dark patches. B, sunspots or C, prominences? Uh, <laughs> um, I know all three of those are parts of the sun. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, sun spots. I believe those are colder. That's correct. And <laughs> finally, question five. Chok Chok, a small village notable for housing the most sacred shrine in all of Zoroastrianism, is located a little over 37 miles from what major Iranian city? A, Khan, B, Yazd, or C, Fars? Mm, mm. You see, I would have loved the question if it was just, is it in Iran or not? Because I could get you there within Iran. Uh, 
spinning the wheel in my head, we'll go with C. No, it's actually B, mm. Yazd. And I hope I pronounced those three cities correctly. Uh, if you gave me two more guesses, I think I would have gotten that. No, that's true. Yeah, you were pretty close. <laughs> well, that's the end of round one. So, Julia, can you please give us a score update? Lucas is at 10. Matthew is at 40. Still anyone's game. All right. <laughs> time for a weekly audience question if you'll recall last week the question was the marriage of figaro the play by pierre beaumarchais is the sequel to what other play which is the basis for rossini's best known opera and that best known opera is the barber of seville and it features many of the same characters that you find in the marriage of figaro including figaro the count almaviva the countess who is rosina in Barbarousville, um, as well as uh, Dr. Bartolo and uh, Don Basilio. So yeah, for this week's question, we'll ask, what was the first university established in Southern California? In Southern California is the key word. So have a think about that. Send me your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. So now it is time for round two. Julia, can you please give us the rules? Round two consists of five questions directed to each player on the same topic. Correct answers are 20 points each. If a player gets a question wrong, their opponent will have the chance to give the correct answer for 10 points. All righty. So even though Mason wrote most of the questions for this episode, I wrote the round two questions because I knew the two of you were going to be on um, and I don't get to do this. Uh, we're going to do an entire round on the interstate highway system. Let's go. <laughs> so, oh, um, man. Lucas, are you ready for your five questions about the interstate highway system? Uh, as ready as I'll be. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway passes through only four states, but comes within a mile of Minnesota and Nebraska, and within four miles of Kansas? Um, that would be Interstate 29. Correct basically follows the Missouri River from Kansas City to Sioux City, and then the Big Sioux River um, north of there, and later parallels the Red River of the North. Question two. At 52 feet below sea level, the lowest elevation on the interstate highway system is found in El Centro, California, on what interstate highway? Would that be Interstate 8? Yes, that is correct. Question three. What interstate highway would you take to drive from Columbia, South Carolina, to Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, uh, let me get this straight. That would not be... Um, so you're going from Columbia, South Carolina to Atlanta, Georgia? Yep. Um, is that Interstate 85? No. Matthew? Would that be Interstate 16? No. <sighs> Interstate 20. It's the one that goes Columbia um, to Atlanta. Mm, um, I like eighty five goes a little bit further north um, through a Spartanburg and Greenville in South mm -hmm. Carolina. Sixteen is not actually in South Carolina; just goes from Savannah yep. to Macon. Yep. Question four: What are the two state capitals served by I fifty five? Two state capitals on fifty five. Well, I know Springfield, Illinois, is the first one. Um, so let me work my way down for the second one. 55 continues down to St. Louis um, and 
hugs the Mississippi River. Um, so I'm trying to remember um, the only other answers it could be are Baton Rouge and Jackson, Mississippi. Um, trying to remember which side of the Mississippi it goes down that way. Um, let's go with um, Jackson. That's correct. Um, it goes through Hammond, Louisiana, instead of Baton Rouge. So east of Baton Rouge. Okay, yeah. Question five. What interstate highway would you take if traveling from Boise, Idaho to Portland, Oregon? Okay, um, that would be Interstate 84. That's correct. And that's a distance of 433 miles. All righty, Matthew, are you ready for your five questions about the interstate highway system? Well, uh, I think I'm as ready as I will be. Okay. <laughs> Question one. What interstate highway goes through three northern state capitals and then ends in Billings, Montana? Uh, that would be Interstate 94 because it passes through Bismarck, St. Paul, and it goes through uh, Madison, Wisconsin from Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just took my, my fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct yes I, I usurped the the authority of the host yeah i mean do, do you want to host the show that's <laughs> I, I would love to job. but I, I don't have your uh voice for radio yeah get get your own show matthew get your own show. <laughs> question two i-72 travels west from champaign illinois to what missouri city oh mm, i believe it crosses at Quincy and ends in Hannibal, Missouri. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. That's a distance of 179 miles. Question three. What interstate highway goes through Santa Fe, New Mexico? Yeah, there's only one. It's It's got to be 25. That's correct. And then that interstate highway runs from Buffalo, Wyoming, down to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Question four. Interstate 91 parallels what river for the vast majority of its route? Mm, 91. That's up in New England. Uh, I don't believe it's in New York. That's 89. Um, I believe 91 takes you through most of New Hampshire into Boston. What river it runs along? Um, I, I, <laughs> I could not tell you. So... I'll just pass on this one. Okay, Lucas. Is it the Connecticut? It's the Connecticut River. Matthew, I think <sighs> you I think you were thinking of I-93, which mm, goes from, from yeah. Boston um, up through New Hampshire and then yep. into Vermont. Um, yeah, I-91 starts in New Haven, goes through Hartford and then Springfield, Massachusetts, and then up um, along the Connecticut River in Vermont. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, parallels the river from... Hartford all the way to near St. Johnsbury, Vermont. And finally, question five. What interstate highway would you take to drive from Erie, Pennsylvania to Charleston, West Virginia? Oh, that would be Interstate 79. That's correct. And that runs 343 miles between the two cities. Those are the two termini. Well, that's the end of round two. So, Julia, can you please give us a score update? Yes, from that round, Lucas got 90 points, Matthew got 80. So, full score, Lucas at 100, Matthew at 120. Nice and close.
Yeah. I'm glad you guys did well with my interstate highway questions, but that just means I have to make them harder next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was right about the level of difficulty I could handle any further. And it probably would have been humiliation. Hmm. I mean, the one, the Southeast is, um, I think a tricky area, especially because you have highways like 26, which are, um, nominally East West, but run rather North South. Yeah. Um, and then 85 doing the exact thing and the opposite. Um, it makes it tricky for me to remember exactly what the order is in the crisscross. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and highways like 26 also go through a lot of kind of nothing as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always have trouble with Illinois because there are so many that cross in the, in the, in the state. Mm -hmm. Um, and really no offense to the people who live in rural Illinois. Um, but go through a lot of nothing as well and remembering yeah. which ones fit which, which towns 55 goes through versus 57 <laughs> versus you know yeah. 64 and 70 and 70 yeah, yeah it helps to be from illinois i guess but um yeah it's there's a lot of interstates there yeah i've, I've yeah. spent i've spent about like six or seven hours of my life in illinois so <laughs> <laughs> about, about half of which was in o'hare so mm-hmm. yeah O'Hare is decent, but there's a lot more to it. So I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) Round three is upon us. So Julia, can you please tell us the rules? Round three is our second general knowledge round. There are five questions for each player and correct answers are now worth 30 points. Like in round two, if if a player gets a question wrong, their opponent will have the chance to get the correct answer for 15 points. All righty, Lucas, are you ready for your five questions? Yeah, let's go for it. Question one. In Les Miserables, the police inspector Javert pursued what ex-con who was trying to redeem himself for 19 years? Absolutely no idea. I'm sorry. Okay. Matthew? Uh, there's no point penalty for getting a wrong answer, but there is humiliation. No. And <laughs> I, I'm just which, which is worse, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> okay, um, this is Jean Valjean. Mm. Yeah. Question two. Oh, that was on the tip of my tongue. Sorry. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Question two. During the mid to late 18th century, a surprising number of works were written for what brass instrument which, unlike its more well-known siblings, is pitched in E-flat and usually reads in alto clef. Um, is that the viola? No. Oh, For a no. brass instrument. So brass oh, instrument. my goodness. Matthew. Oh, brass no. instrument pitched in E-flat, E-flat. alto oh. clef. Well, this is a oh. Mason question, but um, could this would not be... The French horn is now written in... Uh, treble clef so no uh, uh, this has got to be some wacky instrument like the bass trumpet so I'll go with that it was actually the alto trombone <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> why does Mason have to play us like this I, I know. My, my apologies for, for letting him run rampant on you <laughs> no it's fine it's fine question three Grand K is the northernmost district of what Caribbean island nation that includes the islands of Abaco and Andros? Um, 
I don't know the answer to this question. There are a certain number. There's a, a number of Caribbean countries I could guess here. Um, I guess I'll just, I'll go with the biggest one. I'll go with Cuba. No, Matthew. Mm, yeah, I feel like this has to be more than just uh, Cuba is prominently just one island, although there are other islands within its borders. Uh, I'll say 25% chance I'm right, the Bahamas. That's correct. One notable <laughs> frequent visitor to the islands was Richard Nixon, who was in the district when the Watergate burglary occurred in 1972. Mm. Convenient alibi. Question four. The neighborhood of Kingwood is a disconnected northern exclave of what large Texas city? Okay. Exclave of large Texas city. Um, I'm going to go with El Paso. No. Matthew? Mm. Uh, I mean, a lot of these Texas cities inflate their population numbers by being just immense in land area compared to like eastern and midwestern cities. So I could really see it being any of them. But I remember the borders of Houston being hideous, so uh, I'll go with Houston. That's correct. The annexation of Kingwood was the subject of a three-year-long court battle that eventually led to the Texas legislature changing the state's annexation laws to mollify the residents. And finally, question five. What Illinois governor was tried and convicted in 2006 on federal corruption charges relating to issuing commercial driver's licenses to truckers who were otherwise unqualified. Okay, I know this one. That's Governor Ryan, George Ryan, I think is his name. That is correct. All righty, Matthew, are you ready for your five questions? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Question one. Cendrillon, that's C-E-N-D-R-I-L-L-O-N, is the original French name of what fairy tale about a girl who was abused by her family and would marry the prince after being a perfect match for a certain shoe? Uh, that's uh, Cinderella. Correct. Charles Perrault's version of the tale, which became the basis for the Disney movie, was first published in 1697. Question two. The baritone and the flugelhorn were made as part of what series of instruments developed by the same man who would later create a more well-known but completely unrelated woodwind family? The series of I mean, the, this is where the humiliation really gets bad because I am a baritone player. <laughs> but um, family of instruments, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's technically in the low brass, probably not the right answer, but that's my face-saving answer. Uh, that's not correct. Lucas? <laughs> um, I'm guessing the um, instrument that he went on to create in the woodwinds was... Um, the saxophone, but um, how, what family of instruments? I don't know. Um, I would just call it brass. The answer, well, you were on the right track, though. The answer is the sax horns. Mm. Okay. Adolf okay. Sax would create the first sax horns in 1842, mm -hmm. more than four years before he would invent the saxophone. Question three The Baikal region includes the southernmost portion of what largest island in the Philippines? Is, is the island called, it, it, I believe it starts with a D, but is it Davos or something like that? No. No. Lucas? Mm. Um, is it Luzon? 
It is Luzon. Yes. Question four. The communities of um, Ote Mesa and San Ysidro lie in a disconnected southern exclave of what large California city? Uh, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if a bunch of different California cities have exclaves. I mean, an entire exclave. I know San Diego has one. The Los Angeles borders are bad, but I believe I'm going to go with San Diego for this one. That's correct. The area was annexed by the city in 1957 in order to control the border crossing, which is the second busiest in the world. Question five. What Illinois governor was convicted in 2011 on federal corruption (laughs) charges after it was revealed that he operated a variety of pay-to-play schemes, including one that tried to sell the Senate seat vacated by Barack Obama? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's important that you specify the year for <laughs> Illinois governors going to jail. Uh, this was Rod Blagojevich, who uh, was recently pardoned. Yes, good for him. Honestly. He was so innocent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, the day after he was convicted, or no, no, it was like the day after he resigned or something, I was at the museum, and every single front page of every single newspaper that they had up on the wall there was his face and <laughs> Blagojevich and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was quite a bad scandal. Yeah, yeah. Even for Illinois. Yeah, even after Ryan, he, yeah. he really made, the, he took really, it up a notch. Really one-upped him. All right, that's the end of round three. So, Julia, can you please give us a score update? From that round, we have Lucas uh, received 45 points and Matthew received 120 points. So the score right now is Lucas at 145 and Matthew at 240. Alrighty, and now it is time for round four. So Julia, can you please explain the rules? Yes, round four is our showdown. The two players will be asked to write down their answers to the same three questions. Correct answers are worth 40 points. Alrighty. Lucas, Matthew, are you ready? Yep. Question one. The famous Sometimes You Feel Like a Nut ad campaign promoted Almond Joy and what other candy bar which serves as Almond Joy's nutless counterpart? Alrighty. Lucas, what is your answer? Um, I'm going to say um, Junior Mint. Matthew? I know this is incorrect, but I'm going to say Kit Kat because I know it is at least nut free. Uh, it is nut free, but um, you got the wrong nut free mm-hmm. bar. The answer is Mounds. Mm. Yeah, that one's less common. Yeah, I don't know why I associate Junior Mints with Almond Joy, but I do. So that led me led me astray. Yes. Well, Mason Mason likes to do that. Um, you know, <laughs> we're very aware yeah that's one of we'll his put spe- this on him that's one of his spe- oh yeah it, obviously yeah that's i mean that's 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 generally my my mantra in life you know <laughs> always bl- when in doubt just blame mason and, and everything will be okay yeah rule of thumb yeah question two in 1964 the tokaido shinkasan open to passengers marking the advent of what method of transportation do we have answers i guess my answer would be it would be the um, high-speed rail bullet train technology 
Matthew? That was my answer as well. High-speed rail bullet train. You both are correct. The full um, Shinkansen network, which now runs the length of Japan and connects most major cities, has carried more than 10 billion passengers since 1964. The original Tokaido Shinkansen, which runs from Tokyo to Osaka, regularly carries almost 160 million passengers a year. And finally, question three. What NFL head coach, William & Mary class of 1995, has won two Super Bowls in his career, one as an assistant with the Buccaneers, and one as head coach of the Steelers? Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Yeah, that's correct. That's a really easy one to finish the... I know, uh, and William & Mary too. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> nice and targeted, but I, I was he... <laughs> I, I was surprised that he included the the clues one as an assistant with the Buccaneers and one as head coach with the Steelers because I feel like that's a should have that's give, a giveaway. He should have you know at least given us um, a, uh, something to make us think it was McDermott because he also went to William and Mary you know oh, and is an yeah, NFL head that. coach. Hmm. Wow, not many players, but many <laughs> NFL coaches have come from William and Mary, so we take pride in what we can the small victories <laughs> um greg popovich was the coach of the pomona men's basketball team mm -hmm. wow so that's 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 all we've got mm -hmm. and you've been successful hey, ever since yeah yeah his his former assistant is still the uh, head coach at pomona well i who, mean who was my golf <laughs> instructor in the <laughs> PE sophomore year does <laughs> that make sense that's an incredible fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I only have two degrees of separation from uh, Greg Popovich. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Julia, can you please give us the final score? From the final round, Lucas and Matthew both got 80 points. So, the final score is Lucas at 225 and Matthew at 320. Wow. Matthew, congratulations. You have won. Is there anything that you would like to say? Uh. First off, I'm stunned. Uh, there are many, many people I would like to thank, but most of all, I'd like to thank Mason Cook for giving me the lucky set of questions. And that I attribute all of my, both my failures and my success to Mason's questions. Yes. He, he wrote some pretty, pretty diabolical ones there today, but you guys both did very well. Thank you, Matthew, for those very stirring words. Um, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Lucas and Matthew, for being on the show today, as well as Julia for being our guest scorekeeper, and Mason Cook for composing the music and writing those questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform, and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, and feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.